Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters. Podcasting Smarter is the official podcast from Podbean, featuring podcasting interviews, best practices, and helpful tips. We're here to give you the tools, resources, product updates, and news to help you get started podcasting and keep your podcast growing. Hello, and welcome to Podcasting Smarter. This is Norma Jean Belenke, Podbean's Head of Events. And in today's episode, we're having a conversation with our podcast specialist, Ronnie Gosh, on audience retention, the basics, and what is really going to help you grow your show. Hey, Ronnie, how's it going? It's going fantastic, Norma Jean. How's it going with you? Yeah, pretty good. Really excited to talk with you about audience retention today. Um, it's such a big one, right? And I think so many people want to keep the audience they have, grow their audience, you know, and we know this because of how analytics and advertising works. Audience is key to your show. That's the driving factor for so many reasons. And we're going to get into a little bit today about how to maximize that, how to grow your audience and how to keep the audience you have. So first off, can you explain the concept of audience retention in podcasting and why it's crucial for the growth of a show? Absolutely. So when we talk about audience retention, so many people are more focused on like, okay, how do I grow my audience? How do I get more listeners, you know, week after week? What they don't realize is that that's kind of like your secondary question. Your first question is, how do I retain the audience that I already have? So for example, let's say that I have a podcast and I've published uh, three episodes so far, you know, one every week. And uh, each week I have a hundred different listeners that are giving me a hundred downloads per week which would be good. You're thinking, okay, yeah, 300 downloads so far for my three episodes, you know, 300 listeners per week. That's good, right? Well, the thing is, is that if I have 300 different listeners every single week, and that means that none of them are coming back from the previous week, and that means that I'm broadcasting to basically a new audience every single week. So I can't do any callbacks to previous episodes because they're not going to know what's going on. I can't really build any kind of relationship with these listeners because they've listened to me once and they decided to ollie out. And, you know, in the future, if I'm like, oh, hey, I want to monetize, I'm not really going to have the basis for monetization because they're going to listen to one episode and dip. They're not going to continuously listen to episodes and get the message from any advertising that I get. They're not going to be dependable listeners. They're not going to be dependable buyers for, you know, my sponsors. I'm not going to be able to really do anything with my podcast. Now, let's rewind it and say, once again, I've published three episodes so far for my podcast. And each week I have uh, 50 listeners, but they're the same 50 listeners. That means that I have 100% retention. That means every single week I am broadcasting to the same 50 people who are coming back. And that means that they are dedicated to the content that I'm putting out. That means that they're more likely to go around and tell people about my podcast. They're more likely to recommend my podcast for people that do, you know, what podcast should I listen to next post on, you know, Twitter, on Facebook, anything like that. They're more likely to buy merch if I decide to put out merch for my podcast. And they're going to be a dependable audience if I ever make the choice to monetize through advertising. So... Yeah, my, the first example of my podcast, I might be getting more downloads. But with that second example, I'm really fostering and creating a community with my podcast. And that goes so much further, like within the podcasting industry than having 100 different listeners every single week. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really a combination, right? You want to keep that relationship with the audience that you have. Because, you know, especially with advertisers, you want to have multiple po points of contact. 
So that's a really big one. And then you want to make sure that you're growing as well. So it's making sure that you have that combination. And it's a tricky balance, Ronnie. Oh, absolutely. You definitely want to make sure that you're kind of keeping hand in hand with you know, more people discovering your podcast and retaining the people that have discovered your podcast. But the thing is, is that if you keep retaining people, they're more likely to spread the word of your podcast and increase the discoverability of your podcast, as opposed to broadcasting to a new audience every single week. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if you listen to a show every week, you're so much more likely to recommend it to friends. So that's a really big one. And that's kind of one of the reasons that podcasters should prioritize retaining their existing audience. But are there any reasons that are really driving the bus in terms of audience retention and why it's so important? Well, like I said, you're really creating that dedicated audience for your podcast. If you have people that are continuously listening to your podcast that, you know, tune in week after week, these are the people that are going to, you know, buy any merchandise that you put out. These are the people that might come to any live shows that you produce. These are the people who will, in fact, leave reviews for your podcast. These are the people that are going to, you know, promote your podcast on social media. These are the people that are going to buy your merch, go to your live shows, join any patron programs that you may put out. These are the people who are going to drive your discoverability in other ways, such as uh, reviewing your podcast, promoting you or listening to you more with it. So yeah, absolutely. I think it's also something where these are the people that are going to buy your merch, right? Yeah. (laughs) These are the people that are going to buy your merch. These are the people that are going to go to your live shows. These are the people that are going to support your advertisers. So as you, you know, continue your show, every new episode, you're furthering that relationship with your audience. And people say it's one-sided, but it's not because their participation is their part of the conversation, right? Whether it's how long well, they listen it's to. It's all the community. Yeah, exactly. It's building that community. So we also talk about how the first 30 seconds of a podcast are often deemed critical. Can you elaborate on the significance of this initial time frame in terms of how important it is um, to captivate listeners' attention from the start? Absolutely. And I know this seems like such a short time frame, but as you record, 30 seconds can go for a lot further than you think. And so if you do not catch a listener's attention within that first 30 seconds and they get bored or they get distracted by something, they are going to click off your podcast and either find something else to listen to or, you know, get distracted by the other thing. They're not going to want to stay through the rest of your podcast if you cannot hold them within that first 30 seconds. And so When we talk about trying to retain those listeners, the first thing we say is make sure that you're hooking them within that first 30 seconds, whether it's like your favorite clip from somewhere down the line in your episode, it's something funny that a guest said, it's, you know, the the thing that catches people the most is just kind of like, what what's the mystery of your episode? What question are you posing? And then what are you solving within like the the back half of your episode that's going to make people want to tune in? So, you know, you don't have to, you know, start with an explosion or start with, you know, something catching fire in the first 30 seconds of your episode. But if you start with a hook, that's going to make people want to continue listening to figure out what's going to happen next or to get to the funny part. You're going to increase your listener retention overall. And so when we try to tell people like what to do, the best thing to do is to go listen to the podcasts that you think are really engaging. Listen to the first 30 seconds and figure out what in there is keeping you engaged throughout the rest of the episode. Is there a question that they're posing that they later answer? Are they telling you about something funny that happens later in the episode? Do they, you know, tease a guest that only appears in the back half of an episode? Figure out what they're doing and see if there's a way that you can mimic something like that within your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And 
you know, keeping your audience engaged in that hook in the first 30 seconds. I mean, we've all listened to podcasts that just get you from the get go. And so it's it's important to remember that. And you may not have the same hook for every episode and every episode may not be a hit, right? But it's important to just have that in the back of your mind when you're creating content. And the next thing I want to talk about is consistency, right? We talk about this all the time at Podbean, making sure you release your podcast on the same day and the same time. If you're listening to Podcasting Smarter, we release on Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Eastern every week. So if you're thinking about consistency, it's a really key factor in building trust with listeners. So Ronnie, I want to hear from you about how important maintaining that regular schedule is and any advice you would give to podcasters for managing the release schedule. Once again, we we ask people to call back to like their favorite episodes or their favorite podcast. And usually it's like, okay, my favorite podcast releases every Monday or my favorite podcast always releases on the 1st and the 15th of every month. They create that dependable schedule and it creates something that you can look forward to, you know, within the week or within the month. It's something that you can kind of use to keep place of the rest of your calendar. I have this with uh, several things that I listen to with several comics that I keep up with. And it's like, I depend on their regular updates to help me keep track of what day it is, <laughs> you know, what day of the month it is, what day of the week it is. And when those things don't update on the day that they're supposed to, it really messes up my schedule. And if they continuously don't update when they're supposed to, I just stop looking because it's like, I can't keep track of it the way I'm supposed to. It's not updating when I need it to. So I will just, you know, let it collect or come back to it at a later time. And I'm not the only one who does this. So when it comes to keeping a good pace for your podcast, you want to make sure that you're creating a dependable schedule and you are creating your content on a timeline that lets you keep that schedule. So for example, if you have like a guest, you know, every other week, then make sure that you are, you know, keeping on that schedule of like, okay, every other week I have an episode with a guest, you're giving yourself time to record, you're giving yourself time to edit. You don't want to create a pace that is like too brutal for you that you can't keep up with where you have to like take a break every other week because then people are going to notice that you're not keeping up with the schedule that you're trying to set and you're not going to have that dependability and people are not going to come back week after week or, you know, episode after episode to keep up with your content. Absolutely. I think it's really important because, you know, TV is a really good example of this, right? If there's a show that you like, you know, it's on Sunday nights, Thursday nights, Tuesday nights, right? You're going to schedule your day based on, you know, when that new episode drops. And, you know, even though with podcasts, we have so much more flexibility and you can listen to them in your car or, you know, going on a walk or doing the dishes, there is that psychological effect of of trust, right? I trust that this podcast is going to have the new episode on this day, right? I and and there's an excitement there, and so you know you want to keep that excitement up with your audience, which is also a really good point. There's also the aspect of cutting out a lot of content that's not relevant, or you know, we call it fluff here. So you know, it's also a strategy for keeping listeners engaged. So how do podcasters identify, you know, what may not resonate with audience and what may be important in terms of the overall flow and integrity of their shows. The one tip that I always kind of feel bad about bringing to people's attention and it's, you know, as you listen to your episode, obviously there're going to be some parts that are that you've had to listen to over and over because of editing purposes or because you had to go back and tweak something. But if you, you know, put it down for a day or two and you come back, and you re-listen to it, you have to ask yourself, is there a particular point where 
I find my own attention wandering or where I don't think that this part is engaging or I think that the guest is, you know, rambling a bit too much and I just kind of like lose focus on what's going on. Because if that's happening for you, then you can know for a fact that it's happening to your listeners. And so this particular tip is one of those things that you really have to practice with because there is a difference between cutting out the fluff of, you know, okay, this part drags on a bit. This part, uh, my co-host, you know, ramble too much. They, they go off topic and they take it a completely different direction. I have to kind of bring it back in. There's a difference between that and like cutting out like every single, like slightly slow part and not giving yourself any slack with an episode. And so you have to kind of find that line of like, okay, yeah, this part, you know, does kind of bring the tension down a little bit, but it, because it ramps up the tension in, you know, the next minute and the line between, okay, yeah, this is where my co-host goes off on a tangent on how much they hate the recast and the latest movie. So once again, the best tip here is to go to, you know, your favorite podcast, you know, your very favorite podcast episode that you've ever listened to and figure out how they kind of cut things, figure out, you know, okay, how do they keep the flow going through the episode? Where do you notice that they kind of like redirect the conversation and you try to bring that technique into your own content. And this works through both the recording phase and the editing phase. So for example, if you know that your co-host uh, has a tendency to kind of go off topic, uh, know that like when you kind of start to see it happen, you're like, okay, let's bring it back in or, hey, let's you know save that for the, the next segment and try to you know keep them on task. If uh, you have a guest and you know that maybe they like to ramble with some of their questions, make sure that you're giving them you know, good hard cutting questions. So even the rambling is still engaging. And then in the editing phase, uh, you know, keep mind of like, okay, I know I have to cut things here. I have to, you know, cut this particular aside because we went on, you know, a five minute topic of what's better, you know, cats or dogs. I would love to hear that conversation from somebody, but not right now. (laughs) You definitely have to practice it. And I think you're right. You know, make sure that you're asking the questions you want to ask if you want to have more pointed questions or you want to have more open nebula style questions. And then no, you can edit those things out. So I think that point of if you're losing interest in the editing process or when you're listening back, that's really a key to telling you, hey, maybe this needs to be left on the cutting room floor. So That's a really interesting point. You know, it's an audience retention is really a continuous process. Uh, So what are some common roadblocks or obstacles that podcasters face when looking to improve audience retention? It's always going to be one of those things where what you might think is engaging or, you know, something that is super entertaining to you might not be as entertaining to somebody else. And When it comes to, you know, creating something, you're going to think that everything that you put out is amazing. You're going to say, how can somebody not be engaged by this? How can somebody not want to come back and listen to this over and over? And so the thing to remember is that it's always going to be a journey. You know, the first five listeners that you have when you first start your podcast might not make it with you all the way down to the very last episode that you produce. But if over time you find that you're picking up different listeners that are staying, maybe the, the most dedicated people are the people who find your podcast like on episode, you know, 15 out of 50. You never know who's going to stay with you throughout the journey. And so it's important to note that, you know, no matter what your retention looks like, no matter, you know, how engaged your audience is, you have to enjoy the process and you have to enjoy what you're doing. And if you are putting that energy, if you're putting that joy into your content and you are making sure that that's what's coming through, you don't have a guest that's kind of like, 
you know, phoning it in. You don't have a co-host that is kind of like bringing the mood down. As long as that joy and enthusiasm is coming through, people are going to want to engage with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So last, I want to ask you, you know, are there any other tactics that podcasters can employ to foster audience loyalty, promote word of mouth referrals and grow really your overall podcast community? That's a good question. Because when it comes to figuring out who your community is, figuring out who you want in your community, how you want to kind of like foster the community itself, the best thing I can suggest is to create a space for your community to hang out. And whether that's going to be something like, oh, hey, I'm creating a Discord server for everybody, or hey, I'm going to create a subreddit for my podcast where everybody can kind of come and hang out, you know, as they as they please. You want to create a space for people to come join, to come talk about the same topics that you're talking about, to come talk shop and talk, talk about podcasting. Um, and in doing that and in creating a space for people to come join, you are increasing the likelihood that people are going to, you know, stumble across your podcast and see, oh, hey, they're talking about something that I enjoy talking about. They're talking about my favorite game or, you know, my favorite movie. And they'll want to come in and listen in on the conversation. They'll want to come in and engage. And so in kind of creating that little oasis for your podcast, whether it's a Discord server, a subreddit, an old-fashioned forum board, this is going to sound really gross, okay? So you have to forgive me. It's like creating a glue trap. All right. And when people stumble upon it, they're more likely to kind of stick around and hang out and see what's going on, as opposed to just having your podcast and, you know, hoping that somebody finds it. So you want to create a spot for people to stumble across what you're doing that isn't just, you know, oh, hey, here's a link to my podcast or, oh, hey, here's a link to my Twitter. You want to create a place and foster the conversation and foster the community. And, uh, you know, if you build it, they will come, you know. Absolutely. Well, Ronnie, gosh, thank you so much. This has been just such a pleasure. And we also have an article on our blog, Audience Retention 101. So we'll have the link here in the show notes if you want to learn more. And um, yeah, thanks so much. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. And happy podcasting, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Podcasting Smarter. If you have any podcasting questions or want to get in touch, send us an email at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. Thanks so much and happy podcasting.